It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. Whether it's fun plush or tough toys for heavy chewers, we spoil all the dogs. Subscribe now and get a free upgrade at BarkBox.com slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralast pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one brakes destination. Welcome back, everybody, to the Johnny Drinks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Johnny. I'm here with my father. This is John. And if you think we're screaming, there's a reason, because we got told we're not energized enough. So today, we're going to be super loud and excited, and we're going to be talking about... What are, what we, are we talking about, John? We're talking about the five things you should know before raising a family. Now, obviously, I don't know anything about raising a family, because I don't have a family of my own. Don't, don't feel too upset. But my right. dad does. And so today you're going to walk through your top five tips of what you would want to, what you would have wanted to know before starting this whole Rondi bunch. Wow. Well, what an intro all, for you. Yeah. Wow. There's, there's more than five. Speak up, please. So we're going to, uh, I guess, yeah, let's, let's, before I kind of give you what I think is an overvote overview, when you think about having a family, what what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I, I mean, seriously, when you, you really break that down now, you just pose the question to me, right? Well, what do you think? What's the first thing you think of? Well, the first thing I think of is there's so many things I would have to assume you really can't expect, like expect the unexpected yeah. mm-hmm. would be number one, go into it very open minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume things aren't what they seem. And as I grow up and I age, I realize that your parents don't know everything. They're not, they're not superhuman. They are human. Right. Well, that's, so you that's learn true. as you go type of thing. And, it, and as, as a kid, you truly do believe that your parents know everything. Well, we do. Right. It's just the, the struggle of, you know, when you were 14 years old, you thought your parents knew nothing. And then seven years later, turning 21, you were so impressed with how much they learned. Holy shit. I wanted to... Fuck. Yeah. No, that it, you know says irrelevant that? to what you were saying. Yeah. I no, because you reminded me of a quote from somebody else, and it was really profound. I sent it to you, Dan. Remember about how you perceive your dad, the three stages of life, the three stages of of the father son relationship. I'm going to butcher this, but yeah. 
you start out and you idolize your dad. Thank you. And then you go into this transition of ostracizing your dad, right? Like uh, demonizing your dad almost. Mm -hmm. And then the third and final stage is humanizing your dad. Okay. So you go like this dramatic up of idolization and this dramatic crash of he knows nothing better than him to this equilibrium of he's just as human as I am. And one of the comments on the video was the quicker you can get through that second stage, the better, because everybody goes through it. So you're, you're still in the first phase of that, clearly. No, 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 no. I learned you're a human oh, I long, long time so ago. So you're in the third phase? I'm, in, I'm, I'm exiting out of the second uh-huh. phase, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say. That's if good, I, get out of there. Get if, out if, of there. If I had to be honest, I would definitely say that I went through the... That, that's uh, is ostracized the right word? Ostracize, yeah. Where you push and can remove. You, can, you, can we Google that? What that means? It's just, ostracize. Yes, yeah, the push it. and remove out. No, some but it's sort more. Of, it's it's uh, more like your place or existence. It's. I think it's more of like. All right, so that's fine. Like I, real I, looking negatively towards their actions, and you're questioning why they're doing certain. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I get Joe. it. Joe, oh, I got you. Uh, exclude someone from a society or group. Yeah, so okay. that's not the word I was looking for. <laughs> the, well, no, that's that okay. Was, it, the action it makes sense. I, I know what you mean. Well, maybe that's not to the I want to say like what, almost like you're hating on. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're completely against what they're saying. You get very upset and angry at, at mm-hmm. your dad for no reason. Sure. And I think it is because you went so dramatic, zero to 100 and then back to zero. Mm, so maybe definitely yeah. through quarantine, I think, going I, I i went through that like hatred period oh. and now i'm entering back into like I, I i think doing this together actually working with you has humanized you for me all right i've learned what it. you do really well i've learned what you don't do so well and i've learned that even though you are my dad there are things that you can mess up on yeah. and i should be accepting of that yeah i'll take that monk fruit monkfish yeah he messes up what he says and then he he has no um he he he's hard to admit when he's wrong you're wait, wait how did this now, I'm just saying we went on a tangent. To, I, I, I just I remember I remember raising that. a family, having a family. Now you're talking about well, those are things you didn't things, know. What? That's part of raising a family. Entering uh, out not, of the stage. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But maybe there's a place for that in the family dynamic as you kind of grow and have a family. But we're talking about the I think the first few steps to consider or things to consider or points to to make when you're think about having a, a family, right? right? I just think that's, that's important. That's okay. important for every son to know is it's okay if you're going through, because when I was going through it, I was questioning, does anybody else feel like this? Like, why do I have this such passionate energy towards this guy? Why am I so confused and frustrated? I must be the only person that feels like this. Okay. Okay. But you I think the this same is a whole other podcast. Then. I don't think it is. It's okay. We're on the same well, podcast. Okay. You you want to share? Well, I'm going to share and now talk we're, about- Now we're going to go right back into- Five things you should know before raising a family. Okay. So my question back to you is, what do you think of when you consider the time when you're going to have a family? You already asked me the question. I know, but what was the answer? We kind of got lost in this analogy of- Um, I said that there's probably a lot of things you don't know, and you really can't plan for certain things to happen. Okay. Or you could try to mentally plan for them, but then when they actually happen, I would assume they're going to feel very differently than what you thought. All right. All right, so one of the very first important things when you consider having a family is that right partner. This right? is this is number one. This is the, in the scope of it. It's the umbrella is very big, and what 
is underneath that umbrella in the category. They're all pretty important. I don't know which one's more important than the other, but it has to start with the right partner, the right alignment. And, you know, you say having a family, that's a broad, broad stroke. How many in a family, right? What kind of family? Meaning, do you consider having your own children? And is your partner, you know, do you know that at this point when you're ready to have a family or do you discover that maybe they're not up for it the way you thought in a casual conversation? So of the five things to know before starting a family, the first one is having the conversation with your partner yeah. to know what the expectations yeah, are of I, the size of your family. I think that's the fun part. The fun, the, one of the funnest thing, the most uh, romantic parts of thinking about having a family is daydreaming. Oh, I want to have two boys. I want to have two girls. Yeah. I want to have six kids. I want to have one kid. I want to have five. like those are the, the those are the easy things to do first. But you need to do it, right. right? You need to talk about it and understand that that each other is perfectly aligned with not only having a family, but how big. If you if you can map it out, which you know we plan and God laughs, so you don't know what you're going to end up with. But if you could. If you could write it out, well, what does it look like? I think that's a great first step to have with your partner. Now, what if your partner doesn't agree with how you feel? Like you want to have a big family, your partner says, no, I want one or two kids. Well, then there, therein lies your first obstacle. Who who gets to say? I think you would both need to agree to start with one, because you can't have five until you have one. And you may not be able to physically conceive one mm. until you try. And that's a whole other wrinkle that gets thrown into this, the stress of having a, a, a family naturally without in vitro, without having to consider even the other end of the spectrum, which is adoption. Right. So these are all very relevant segments of having a family. And you can have a family in more than one way, conventional way. So if you're a, a male and a female and you want to conceive and have children, hopefully um, you do it naturally and away you go. But if you're a male and a female and you can't, well, then what? Then what comes into play? Science, in vitro, artificial insemination, those things. And that gets expensive. So if I had the idea with my partner and said, we're going to have five kids. And we had a problem with the first one. And then it got costly and expensive. And we're like, okay, maybe we need to just, let's just have one and be happy, right? That's a real world scenario. The other is... None of that works. Science is not going to help you. You have low testosterone, low sperm count. Uh, your your partner as a woman is not fertile. She can't produce eggs. She has uh, issues going on, maybe pre-existing, that you only learn about now as you start to have the conversation. There are a lot of women that have um, things that go on in their in their adolescent life that contribute to them being fertile or not being yeah. fertile. And you may not know that. Until you have the conversation with your partner. That's a personal thing. That's a good point. Yeah. You have to ask that. Yeah. I, I would assume you have to ask that question sooner than later. Well, right. So it's it's that's the fun part. That's the easy part. And maybe it's not always fun because of some of the challenges that no, I just I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fun is in like imagine imaginatory. Well, a daydream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, rolling hills of grass and 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 you know, butterflies and stuff, and you're running through with your children and they sit and they listen to you. And you put a picnic blanket down and everyone eats and enjoys each other. Is that that's a great visualization. Doesn't happen. No, maybe 
maybe it does for some, but others, that's not realistic until you learn, wow, children cry and they don't listen and there's mosquitoes and bugs and you know other things that affect your real world right. versus what you envision. The expectations of, or the reality of having a kid, yeah. what comes with that. Right, right. Okay, that's a real, so, so to summarize, first thing would be setting expectations with your partner about yeah. the size of your family. Yeah. Yeah, I think That's a so. good one. That's a really good first step. Oh, I can't believe I was using the word ostracized. That was in my mind for like the past five minutes. Uh, what an idiot. That's what happens when you try to use words that you don't actually know. Ostracize. Well, I don't think that was so far it's off. It's so far off. Oh. That means like outcasting somebody. I guess, okay. Well, it is like, you are. You're dismissing. You're outcasting. You're, you're removing them from your place. That's What? What's the real word? The real word, I forget what the, the guy is so well known. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who he was. I listen to him all the time. You know, I sent it to you, Dan. Pull up your, pull up your fucking phone. All right. <laughs> All right, so I, I sent it as a TikTok. Pull it up. All right. I hope I sent it to you and it just showed you. Anyway, so that's a good first one. Number two of things you should know before starting a family. Financially, the obligation. Now, the financial right. one, I don't even want to put that as, again, I, I prefaced it before. These are not in chronological order. These are just topics and subjects, right? Financially, you got to talk about it. Yeah. So if you're going to have one child, the means to provide are very different than if you're going to have five or six, right? Yes, of course. The, the multiples of that are just what it is. I bet if you, I don't know what the fact is of what it takes to raise a child in today's world, but I think that it, it if it includes, if it includes college education, mm. that is, it, it might be close to a, you know, a million, not a million dollars. I wonder. It might be close to, you know, $500,000 plus. Well, I would assume like right now, if you had a kid in 2023 and let's say you supported him or her financially up until college, 22 years old, yeah. what do you think you're spending on that? On well, that, on so that child? again, if day, hit up, Joe? if day one is today, well, if we today? Up, how, how much, how much a child from birth to college I think I found the other guy, uh, Patrick Bet Davis. David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah, that yeah, was him. Yeah. Okay, so how much a kid is yeah. through college or from just birth? To, let's yeah. say if you from had a child today, yeah. how much would it cost estimation to raise that child through their college years? I think that's another thing too. Like, what does it mean to raise a child, right? Like, because some mm -hmm. parents are like, you're on your own for college. Other yeah. parents are, I'm gonna support you through college, post college if you need it. I'm gonna pay for your first house or mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Maybe. Well, that's another. That's another. But that's another point that I'd like yeah. to make. Don't be shy, Dan. So we gave our we gave our, our crew yeah. and, mics and I gotta tell you, and, this and, is, this you know is what's so like funny? Tag team. And they actually confusing. they were they were really hyped up and energized before the podcast, and now it starts to roll their mute. So Dan, go ahead. Don't be shy now. Is my face up there? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. It says from birth to eighteen, it costs roughly two hundred eighty-eight thousand oh, dollars. Okay. It's got to be without so, college. So, so that's, what, that's why I said without, without college. college. Yeah. Now, when, that's why I said it's over. It's got to be over five hundred thousand when you oh think about God. college. So, all right, therein lies the next point. It's a commitment, financial commitment. Well, it's a financial concern, but it's a commitment. So, my commitment, having now four children, when I learned that mom was pregnant, everything changed, right? Everything changed financially, yes, but everything changed. My commitment changed. To my money went away and saved for college. So everyone has their own means 
and understand this that when i when when i was a young married husband was making $25,000 a year okay so understand this is to put in concept $25,000 30 years ago might be like today making i don't know 55 60,000 you think it's doubled i i, I don't know I'm, I'm not sure but it let's just say let's say it's doubled Whatever. in 30 something years in 30 years right it's modest that's how we started right. i was making 25,000 mom was making like 12 okay what are you doing uh she was a teacher oh. private school teacher how long was she a teacher uh for a, a cup of coffee <laughs> no she wasn't not very long <laughs> But my, my point is this, once I learned that, money went into a 529 account. Well, I, I created that, that was my commitment. Rather right. than going out to the movies, rather than going out to dinner, rather than, rather than, rather than, I put money into that. I've ever so small, $50 a week, $50 a month, I don't recall, but I recall opening up the 529 account. As soon as she was born, it, there was money there for it. So the money went towards something else, but did your commitment level to making more money change? Like, were you like, oh, I got to make more money now because of kids? Like, yeah, well, motiva switch? Well, motivation absolutely kicks high in, into gear. When you have it to did. provide for someone other than yourself, if you're not motivated by that, then maybe you shouldn't have right. others in your world and your family. Don't create a family. Yeah. Because that commitment emotionally, financially, and, 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 and spiritually, for a lot of reasons, that you have to be ready to understand your world is going to change. Well, that's okay. I don't know if this is one of your five things to know, but you said financially be prepared. Mm -hmm. But I think like you said, you got to be emotionally prepared too. Yeah. If it's not an impromptu thing to have a child and it's planned out, you got to be ready to support somebody. And there's a lot of things that even you are learning now about raising kids that you didn't know that honestly, some people aren't meant to raise kids. You know, now they have these families and you're traumatizing these people that didn't ask to be traumatized. So I think those are things that people really have to start thinking about prior to committing to one person than having a family. Yeah. Again, we're talking about a scenario here where we're mapping it all out. We're thinking it through yeah. and you have time to uh, not only visualize it, but fill in the blanks. That doesn't always happen either. You could be dating a girl. Of course. Yeah. And okay, life happens. And now what? Well, you didn't prepare. You didn't talk about it, but now it's here. That's your commitment. And, and there's a lot of people that might have a different opinion on how to handle a situation like that. I just feel pretty simple. Well, if it's part of your action that created another person, there's an obligation there. There's a commitment there, right? Life so changes so stick, right, life changes, hit you in the face, got to deal with it. Just happened to my friend. Just that kid. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so now his life is different. His life is very different now. And from the phase of fantasizing what your family might look like to the reality world of sleep deprivation, Ugh. not having enough money to do all the things you wanted to do, yeah. not having the emotional connection with your partner that you thought you had. Because when things go awry and you start to argue, and you have a difference of opinion of whose role is what or what to do or how to raise, that becomes another set of circumstances. Uh, religion, right? Religion's a big part of it too. Well, do you have religion in your life? 
Do you believe one way or the other? And does your, your spouse, your partner align with that? Religion is a big one. I assume religion. And then also like how, um, yeah, I I would assume there's so much that goes in, like your parents treat you differently, but then they, they morph into one. Like they're not, it's hard when they're very, very different. And then your mom says one thing, your dad says another, or they handle repercussions differently. Yeah. Because then like you're running from one, you're running towards the other. There's like this dynamic where you like one over the other in certain cases. So that's probably never good. And you have to be aligned. Like if I reprimand my son and I want to do it this way, my wife has to, or should be okay with how I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, you know what good cop, bad cop is. Yeah, of course. So good cop, bad cop. You both don't necessarily as partners in raising children in the ideal scenario, ideal household under one roof, Again, these are ideal situations. You you don't both necessarily have to discipline. You both don't have to necessarily nurture at the same time. Um, hopefully, it's a balancing act. Mm. You can, listen, nothing wrong with nurturing 24-7. But at some point, then you're doing maybe that young person injustice because they're not able to experience comfortably what the real world might be at, what, what it might be like because they've been just blown smoke up their butts the whole, you know, their whole time. Or the opposite. Or the opposite. Or they've been beat down and told that they were g- never going to am- amount to anything. Yeah. the po- That's, yes, that one. And I'm try- I'm just trying to reflect and think of like when you said good cop, bad cop, how you raised us. Yeah. Like who was scarier than, I was a f- more afraid you of you. Scare your mother. No, I was more afraid of you physically. Obviously well, I was like, I was okay. a son. Right. Like mom couldn't hurt me when I was past 12 years old. No, but mom. But mom the broomstick was, could. Mom. Mom ran it. But I would say like mom, mom might have been- With an iron fist. I mean, mom, <laughs> mom was home. She yeah. was home. I wasn't, right? Because I'm working. But there again, therein lies, are you good with the roles that you play? That's what made you scarier, that you weren't there the whole time. Okay, maybe. It was like when he gets home, you better shape oh, up. So she would use that as an idle threat. And, and what, what what happened when I came home? I didn't, I didn't blast into you guys. If you needed to. At, at a young age- I would do nothing but what I would always do. What do you consider young? One of my favorite, five, six, eight years old. Oh, oh, oh. I'm talking about growing up, like things. If you needed to play good cop, bad cop, growing up with me, you would more so be the bad cop. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. And the mom would have to take the step back. Yeah, it would have to be, right. Yeah. Um, And and there's a saying that is so appropriate even today where my youngest is 22, my oldest is 29 you know little kids little problems as you get older things magnify and become harder and more challenging because you have your own opinion because if i say to you one thing uh that doesn't look good on you you could say i don't care what you do and you will but i'm just being transparent and, and as honest and as you know as I, as the only way I would know to be, right? Well, Same I, thing with your mother. Yeah. Your mother saw you the other day. She, tr- you tried on the sweater. She got you. She liked it. Right? She didn't like it. Oh, I thought she, I thought she liked no. it on you. you she didn't like knew. It. No, she oh. disagreed and said, oh, I, I she, think she, you liked it, and then you said, oh, that's, uh, that's oh, I liked you it. Yeah, I thought, dress. Well, but why did she buy it then? She thought I would, it would look good on me. I guess it just didn't. Oh, maybe I should take it. You then. could take it. It's not. It's, it was my birthday gift. Take it. Happy birthday. I told her I was going to wear it today. You should. You should have. Actually, that would be, I probably wouldn't have noticed if you put no, it on. No, no. You would have noticed. But she didn't want me to wear it anyway because she says this is too, it was expensive. So it's going back. 
It's going back. There goes my birthday gift. <laughs> that's, no, how, that's how she's, she's good like that, though, too. She's mindful, frugal, which goes back to your partner and your alignment. You have to have similar um, thoughts and um, disciplines when it comes to having a family, raising children. I would say, yeah, I would say you guys yeah. both did it. But, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, like you said, bigger problems when they get older. Because now we have, we've, we've realized we have freedom to live mm. the life yeah. we want. So if you said to me, don't do that because of this reason, I could say to you and for my own opinion, say, actually, I want to do that because of this reason. You could try yeah. your hardest to, yeah. to reprimand. And impose my, is, right. Imposing is my beliefs enough. on you or others is never... A, a good practice. You can drip, you can drip and give in over time things that you believe yeah. or through osmosis and you watching, seeing, coming to things that I may find a value. You can experience that and, and also adopt those as your own. But to try to beat it down on you, that never works. It never works with anybody. It works when you're young is the point. Well, when, when you're young, yeah, that, that's, your, that's your opportunity as a parent to create routines, create disciplines, create structure of what you think is is right. And and mom said it before and it's true. There's no there's no book that you get when you become a parent. Yeah. There's no manual that says, "Oh, for uh for tantrums flip to page 6 and here's how you deal with well, a tantrum." Okay, okay, sure, but there are people you can learn from. You, you, there's people you can, and that's another one of the points that I'll make. Family that you have around you matter. So another valid point is something to take into consideration when you're talking about having a family, starting it financially, economically, emotionally, where you're going to be physically, physically where you're going to live. You're always better off having family nearby. Is that another point? That is a point. Well, let's then then address that. I am. I just hold did. on. Wait, let's close up the chapter and then enter the next chapter. So step. So number two thing to know before starting a family would be getting on the same page financially. Correct. Well, I think if you break it all down, I think financially is again. This is no certain order. It's number one. How many children you want to have? That was number one. Carving out what your family dynamics right. going to look like. Number two. Number two is the financial piece. Okay. Three would be the uh, commitment emotionally. What's your commitment to doing this? How are you going to raise your children via religion or just in concept? Who's your disciplinarian? How are you going to, you know, are you going to coddle your children the whole way through? Or are you going to try to balance them out with some, with some, you know, some tough love here and there. Th yeah. Those are real conversations that have to that have to occur as well. Was that tip three or tip two? That could be tip three. I think that's mo I think that's morphed into the second one. Just you, being aligned, okay. being aligned with your partner about your financial and emotional commitment to your kids. Okay. Right? Well, fi financially is is I think one specific one in of itself. It's, it's your it's your list. But, not the, mine. but the commitment emotionally is still very different. All right, your commitment to you know, understanding your role, your commitment to understanding how, again, you're going in, in theory, raise your children. Yeah. Are you going to raise them with just this overwhelming positive environment as best that you can, positive reinforcement, or are you going to dose them in with some tough love? And I think your ethnic background and, and your own bringing has every bit to do with that. 
Yeah, definitely. Right. And that's what sometimes, again, we talked about if parents, parents need to be ready for kids and sometimes they're not because they didn't deal with their own trauma and now they're unleashing their trauma on, on their kids unnecessarily. They, right. They may, as a, as a would be parent, you may not have had a great childhood. You may right. not have been you raised. You flush that out. You, you may not have been raised a certain way and you may desire to have been raised another way. Well, that's something you should talk about with your, with your partner. Right. And once you identify, Hey, I was allowed to do anything I wanted to do when I grew up. And look at me, I turned out great. Okay, did you? Well, I don't know. Maybe you did. Or, hey, I was raised where if I wasn't home by six o'clock and I didn't do my chores and I didn't do this, and I didn't get to go out on the weekend. Okay, well, that's another way. So which way are you going to be? So you have two influences, two partners, whether it's male or female or male on male or female on female and you adopt and you have families, you create it, but your, your upbringing, your own upbringing has every bit to do with how you are going to raise your family. Right. Okay. Good. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. They deserve to be spoiled anyway. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's our fun plush toys from BarkBox or our ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. For a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Good first three steps. Step number four, but before we get into that, let's take one quick commercial break. Maybe take take the right one off just to show the audience. Yeah, right, is this video on right now? Yeah, we're rolling. Are you rolling? Just yeah, one second. Though. This is not to hate on anybody. I just You are. Want, you called him out about his dirty shoe. What if he was just scared about the shoe? I, I asked him. No, you didn't. You didn't I ask. asked. I you said, said maybe we could do a video about cleaning his shoes. That's terrible. That's like me being like, maybe we can do yes. a hair growth video for your, okay. for your head. <laughs> Go ahead. Low. How would you feel about that? All right, so low. seriously, you told me this is vintage. You bought these like this. Well, they're supposed to look vintage. They're brand new. They're like seven months old. I think I, from back of camera, there's no okay. way you can clean those so, and get them wet. All right, listen to me. We're going to come back to this. I know to disrespect. You know, I love you. You're a great kid and I would love to learn more about you, but this is paying it forward. This is me showing you something. You can dirty the hell out of them, go across the lot over there, 
after this and go get them dirty again yeah, if you yeah. want for the for the yeah. look. All right, good catch. Hey, good catch. I so, think you can tell a lot about a person by their shoes. I'm very loyal to my shoes. Whoa. Well, no, you can tell a lot about you I was going to say. You can tell a lot about someone by their shoes, a haircut, and a crease in their pants, by the way. You're not going to leave somebody because they're a little bit dirty. Yeah. You, uh, ooh, depends what kind of dirty, but yeah. Okay. But you're going to stay. You're going to stay yeah, true. Yeah. I, I'll wear these till they wear out. Joe's a ride or die. Yeah. They're already worn out on the bottom. That's a ride or die. Oh, yeah. So when you know, when you know they're like, come on, I'm sorry. Let's, that's let's a good talk, way to put it. Well, this is part, part, part of raising part about raising a family. That's that's how. Um, okay, that, that's right. Your, your, part of raising a family is you're acting like you're the father of I'm, all three of us. Well, point. I'm a dad, so now I see those shoes on my son, which is Joe's kind of like a, a son oh, well, that, right that, now that. at this point. I see them as a parent. Do you say nothing? Do you say how you really feel, or do you say, "Oh my goodness, those are beautiful." You go. You look like you're ready to conquer the world in those kicks. Well, would you let me like, ask is that you, real? Would you? Because there's people would that would say, it? encourage his artistic freedom. Let him be, express himself. Yes. My right. mother let me dress myself as a child. That was the worst thing. Okay. Ever. All right. All right. So does your mom, does your mom know, you, did your mom see those sneakers? Yes, yes. She's good with it. No, no, I, I come from a Spanish household. Oh. I get bullied. Every time I step in the house. See, okay. and, he, and he thought he'd be he right. thought he'd be safe here. This is safe. This is safe. He thought he'd be safe this here. And now safe. what happens? You got your you got your foot on no, camera. No, this is safe, and I'm going to show you a safe way to clean them, and you can start all over and you reset. It's a I reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can see maybe we'll do one. You wear one clean one, and then the other white, and then you see which way you like. It's like the shoe cleaners at the mall. Yeah. Well, that's but, it's, and then they get but yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it. Gotcha. We're going to do it. Right, that's the difference in that's the difference in generation. Like you have no filter. That's a filth. That no, that's care. See, this is this is this is the difference. I care. I care enough to be honest. I care enough to be sincere. And if you're comfortable enough with your own person to say to me, "No, this is the look I was going for. I was buying it. That's retro." Okay, then maybe I'm just disconnected from society, and maybe that is a look. If that's the look you're going for, then. Congratulations, you achieved it. Well, let me ask you, if, if if you had something about your outfit that I didn't like and I said, Oh man, you gotta change that, yeah. Would you would you appreciate it? I would have no problem. First of all, that's done all the time. So the answer is yes. Okay. If there's like, something, well, I was like, Oh, your shirt's wrinkled today, you should probably change that. And I would say, Oh, is it really? Then you're right. I should change it. Yeah. Or or how about that if I like, like your outfit. I mean, John, anything. Uh you have a booger hanging from your nose. Do, do you think I should say something? Or no, I don't want to embarrass you. You say right. you should go like this to somebody. You go, you have a little jumper. Means you care. Jumper. That means, means you care. That means, so what would, serious, so seriously, if you were in a, uh, a big event, a big event, and you see a friend walking out with toilet paper hanging on the bottom of their shoe or out the back of their pants, yes, you're going to laugh. Yes, you're going to bring your friends over. You're going to say, look, 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 first. You're going to do that first. But then, do you stop them or do you make them go through the whole room? If you care about him, you stop him. You stop him. Right. Okay. I just had Nico do it. So like, why? Nico's so, hitting these. Okay. Okay. And then, so. so. And, the, and the bar like this. What? It had toy bear all over his shoes. Okay. So so that's my point. So you say something. Some people would say, no, that's not my place. Maybe he'll figure it out. Maybe they'll see it for themselves. I feel like if I see something, I would say something. And hopefully it's taken in, in the most sincere possible gesture that's possible and that's that's all there is that's it that's how it's that's so interesting because as a parent that's your parenting style too it is and i think growing up and even now now i'm getting old i really don't give a shit sometimes you say things i'm like i couldn't care less 
but it would it would be taken offensively because it would be taken as you are not looking down, but yeah, trying to yeah, uh, put you down. Not right, you down. right, right, right. Yeah, so you saying I get that you don't you almost like don't even believe it, but you're mm-hmm. but like and then the and then you go the opposite route, like this shirt's not right, I'm gonna wear it anyway. And then you look yeah. back like fuck, I wish I listened yeah. to him. Well, so that is one of the challenges of being a parent, and that is something even to this day and age, I have to learn to shut off. And it's hard. It's hard to shut off when you care. When right. you don't care, when you don't care about anything, then well, nothing he, bothers you. Then can I, I give guess you nothing advice? bothers you and you don't, you know, worry about it. Can can the son give that advice? Yeah. I th- I don't think it's what you say. I think it's sometimes your approach. I, I like instead that. of saying, yeah. hey, maybe we could wear a non-wrinkled shirt today. You could say, hey, your shirt's a little wrinkled. Do you want to change that? See how the, see the differences between the two? Yeah, but now, as uh, the people in the audience, how would you, which one would be a little more receptive? Yeah, but I like that. I like Of course, I know. I listen, I, like I grew up with you. I, I, like know, I know what you like. It's back in his and what you get And what you get is the reaction of me saying, I don't want to fucking listen to no, you. No, I, I think it's funny if I said to you, "Wow, you look so heavy in that shirt. It looks great." Yeah, exactly. Like that's, and, and you're getting that's, the response that you deserve. But that, that's funny to me. To so you, I know, and it's not to you. And well, that's, I don't that get, is no, you're not gonna call me heavy. It doesn't bother me. No, but I've said it to plenty of my friends. Like they, sure t- they tuck their shirt in. And I go, "Wow, you look good, heavy." And they're like, "What, what do you mean heavy?" Oh no, no, mind. You have your shirt looks. It looks good tucked in that way. I'm like yeah. really? I'm like yeah, probably untuck it. And that's. But those are good friends of mine, right? You could have just said, hey, uh, maybe untuck the shirt. I, be like, I think it looks better untucked. Well, no. Then I say, if it's out and it's not supposed to be out, I say, do you have a medical condition? Like, why is it, why is it out? <laughs> so now you're realizing <laughs> as you're saying it. I need Brian Carey here. I, I, Karen, I, I need him here. Who? I, I, I need Brian Callen here. Oh, was that, was that a real mess up? Or yeah, that was a real I need mess Brian up? here. Yeah. I need someone who's going to you know, understand just my, goes to my, show my wit. Who understands your wit. Yeah. My bander. That's hard. All right, so let's go back to the serious point of oh, yeah, so we, can, we don't have to lose the traction on this. Well, that goes into your parenting style. You're you're very um, say how you feel, but in ways that you think are best. And listen, I, it's it's learning on the go. You're never gonna get it. You're never gonna get it right as right. a parent. You're just gonna aim as high as you can, and knowing when you miss. You came close and hopefully that was good enough, but you're never going to get it all right. And you're going to make mistakes. And and certainly I know I've made plenty of mistakes. I still make mistakes, but I, I'm not that person that can just step aside and ignore everything. Some things, yes, pick and choose your battles, ignoring all of it. And just hoping that ah, you'll be all right. The kid will figure it out. He'll figure it out. Yeah, you have a hard mm. time doing that. That's hard. That's hard. It's hard for me. It's hard for many parents because when you, again, you care, you love, you're emotionally connected, you, you've you been down that road and you just want to speed up the process a little bit and say, you got three doors that are in front of you. Please go look at the first door. Like, just go to that yeah, but door that might first. Have been, that might have been your preferred door, not your kids. No doubt. No, I'm not, but I, I understand that. But you want to take any pain away from your children. But you, so you may be causing pain. The impetus. Well, I don't know if you're causing pain or you're just creating tension and some frustrations. But no, because what's beyond that door is sometimes the, the gravity of the pain. I, I'm just certain as a parent who's experienced that sometimes, no, those two doors, don't go down there. Don't go to open those doors yet. Try that one. 
before you jumped in. Yeah. That's a tough one though. Cause those two doors yeah. could have been the better path for yep. the individual. Um, not in the example I'm giving you, I'm giving you an example where those other two doors are not the right, they're, they're not the right option. And you're going to go through the pain of experience it to only understand, Oh, I should have went through the first door, but you need to experience it yourself. You do. As a parent, it's hard to watch your children go through any pain. I'm sure. Okay. But don't you think so, that's part of being a parent? Yeah, it's a learning curve of being a parent. Learning curve of being a parent is understanding you've got to know when to uh, let them run and give them that that rope to run with and then time to pull it back. And sometimes when you let it run too far and you try to pull it back, it breaks. And then they're gone. And they're gone. Then you lost and then, and yeah, and that's sad for any parent who's had to be part of that or a child that's had to feel that way that they have no further connection to their, you know, to their family or their, or their parents. Yeah. But I, I think part of being, and I can only speak from the reserve, the reverse when your parent parents give you the trust and confidence that they raised you properly and let you go, it gives you more confidence. When you're like, I, you as a mm-hmm. father or a mom, if you both gave me the say, you go do whatever you want. I know that I raised you well enough up until 28 or 27 that you're going to make either the right choice or if you make the wrong choice, you're going to know how to fix it. Right. And that's a, that's a good feeling. Whereas the opposite feeling of I'm going to make sure I watch your back and do things for you and, and, and mm-hmm. tell you what to do. Like that's insecurity from both ends. Well, but my father's 93. He's not ever stopped being my father. He's never stopped giving me advice. I call him on the phone. He's going to take an opportunity to make a suggestion on, hey, you know, you really should try and call and follow up on this. You know, I saw this article and have you thought about this? Are you doing that? It's it's being a parent. It doesn't turn off. So you're at an age where I have total confidence. I'm not worried the least bit about any heavy lifting that goes on for you heavy lifting the smaller little subtle things that i may identify that don't truly concern me just there's things i would see that i would much rather you be aware of some things that actually relate to um you know much of what we do today in this social media you know magnifying glass right there's a different behavior because we're now here than if you were just a regular 28 year old and it wouldn't give give two cents about right but because it's intertwined into this other piece which is our 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 business and our existence it comes with another consideration yeah you know what i mean right i mean and anyone that's potentially listening to this you guys joe and dan are right here he can't be he could but he's not your regular 28 year old like that because there's men and women that he's got a bullseye on his back. Same thing with me. I go out in a crowd now, it's a little different. Someone wants to poke the bear. Someone wants to say something off off color. And like, you know, how do I react to that? I got to be careful because I'm not anonymous. And I'm, we're far from this, you know, famous beyond all measure that's got nothing to do with it. It just has to do with, you know, there's more at risk. There's more things that you need to consider. So with all that being said, you I never stop being a parent. Yeah, that's interesting because I wonder if that makes me more judgmental towards you. Like I care, same thing, like your image of you doing things. And I've already said to you like, hey, you know, that didn't look too good. Or when you said that, yeah. th- I don't know if I would, I wonder if as a 28 year old 
son, I would I would be feeling like that if I was doing my own thing, or I would just be like, I don't give a shit what he does. He's yeah. seven years old. But you, so I wonder if I care more now. I, I think you do, and I think you're more intuitive to things today than you were even a year or two ago. Uh, but interestingly enough, for me personally, I like when people tell me that outfit didn't look good on you, or you said something and it bothered me. I, I'm okay with it. I really am. You're 57 though. No, but even at a younger age, I'm going to tell you why. Because coming up through and trying to, to be a professional and really wanting to polish my my brand or my image in the uh, space of mortgage financing, I had an ideal uh, idealism and I had an idea of what I wanted that to look like. I said this to you before. I wanted to be suited up. I wanted to be sharper than the next guy that came through the door trying to sell the same thing. That was just my my way of doing it. I wanted to be the consummate professional day in and day out. And when someone would pull me aside, whether it be a realtor or a peer or someone else to say, hey, you know what, that, maybe next time I don't say that or do that. I'd be like, oh, wow, okay, crap. No, and it, it matters. Because right. you can't see yeah, everything yeah. for yourself. Definitely. I think what that's what I'm discovering is like there is a balance to that too. Because anybody that gets a chance to tell the guy at the top that he's doing something wrong, they're going to take it. And then there's a balance of like, you got to start listening to yourself. Like if somebody constantly came to us and said, hey, you know, the intro of that video was a little bit sloppy and you could have mm-hmm. done this instead and maybe you try making mm-hmm. it. Like there's so only so much you can listen to without just taking your own advice and saying, yeah. I know myself and I know that we're the best, the best, and we're going to do what we know we have to do. Yeah. So it's like taking this advice but at the same time, holding true to yourself. Well, I think that's a hard balance. I think everyone comes with good intentions. I think they come with good intentions. Everybody? Everyone comes with good intentions. And then you'll see through quickly that now they're really just trying to chip away or trying to take and pull from or bring me down. Or right? they want credit. Like they want to right. be like, I helped yeah. that person. All right. Yes. And so you have different examples in your mind. I'm sorry, as, as we're talking about this. Everyone wants honesty until you are and then you're an asshole okay everyone wants you to be honest until you are and then you're an asshole that's a good one well that's not mine that's actually george carlin okay who's that he's a comedian that is long gone but he said it best and i just had a conversation i had a great lunch the other day with a friend of mine um, he was asking me about his social media stuff. And we're looking through it, looking through who? it. Greg? Uh, um, doesn't matter who. Are you afraid to say names? No, I don't like to because I don't know that that would be comfortable for anybody. Anyway, just, Sorry. yes, you know who it is. So he, we were talking. And, I, and I, he said to me, well, what do you think? And I said, that sucks. That's good. <laughs> okay, did, I like but- this. He goes like this. You know what he says to me? He goes, man, he's the only one that is honest with me. I said, he's such a nice guy. Well, but but here's a guy again, a professional that wants to be better. That's great. And if I yeah. show, I showed you that picture right yesterday at the house, and I showed it to him. He's like, I didn't do that. I said, well, but somebody did, and that's a reflection of you. I scroll it; it's on your page, and you didn't do it. Then you got to check those people that are working for you with you to give. The narrative of what you want. And Speaks, don't just yeah. close your eyes and just say, oh, well, you know, I should sit there and there's a reflection in the back of my head and who cares? That speaks a lot to him. Right? I care. So I have to, and there's no insult to it. It's just, if it's you and it relates back to your image of yourself or your brand, you can try to do the best you can to 
put in the best light possible. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, and I'm, I'm self-realizing right now, I think growing up, I've always taken your criticism as you're better mm. and maybe I'm, maybe I'm competitive and it's like the, yeah. but it's just you, hey, like it's your approach, right? Like again, your shirt's a little wrinkled versus sure. the way did, you would say, did, did, or did you that video your... could have used this instead of that video sucked. Like there's different ways to go about these things. How about one of Dan's favorite things I said to you is, did you get that shirt out of the hamper? Fucking hate and you're like, we broke and then blew you up. That was no, good. No, no, don't. Damn, that was don't, good. That no, was good. That was the cherry on top of the but day. Still, that was not. But still, that dude, was not the one thing that got me going. But do you realize? I've used that line hundreds of times over. Wrong timing. Then no, it no, was the no, wrong timing know, to use it. It is so funny to me because literally, I interviewed a guy one time. Interviewed for a job. This is back in corporate America heyday where. It was suit and tie. And if you didn't wear a suit and tie, you wore no tie, collared shirt, and a suit. And if you didn't wear the jacket, you wore a, a shirt and tie. Like th this was the model, right? Yeah. And a guy comes into me with a shirt, untucked, wrinkled. And it wasn't even like a Tommy Bahama shirt. It was a dress shirt, not... This is the days before okay. untuckets and okay. This was a long shirt. He sat down with me and I looked at him. I go, did you get that shirt out of the hamper? No, you didn't. I didn't hire him. He was gone. Done. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe he came to an interview that way. Was he thrown off? And he's like, oh, I can't believe you said that to me. So, well, you're trying to put your best foot forward. Are you not trying to get a job? He said that to you? Well, he says, why? I'm sorry. I said, well, no, that's okay. I'm just listen, if you're going to work here in this environment, number one, it's a sales environment. It's guys on top of guys on top of guys. It is just testosterone. So that was not meant to make him cry and go away, but I want to test your character you test too. Test him a little bit. Well, a little bit, because if you're going to be in that world of high energy sales in the old you know, boiler room, which is a bullpen, there's no windows, there's only phones, there's there's sales, you know, goals and, and accomplishments. And every time someone closed a deal, you they rang a bell. Like literally that was the room that it was in. Yeah. And if you're going to go in that room, well, fair is fair. You should be prepared for that. And I got to know what kind of skin you got, how thick your skin is. Right. right. So PS. You didn't get the job. That, no, I, went, I couldn't. How can I hire a guy that you, you looked that way. You came to an interview the first time I ever met you that way. He didn't have, he maybe terrible. he didn't have the upbringing that he needed. But anyway, that line uh, I've, I've used several times I, over and I can't say that I just, I I laugh inside because I'm, it's, it's for the purpose of my own entertainment as much I, as I, I am it. being serious. Like seriously, your shirt is, looks like it was in a ball. Right. You took it out of the hamper. You couldn't decide whether to wash it or I'll just wear it one more time. It doesn't smell. I just put it back on. I think they call it condescending. Fine. You call it condescending. I, I'm. I just, it's being notable. Okay. And I, I know <laughs> I noticed. Well, that's what it is. Well, okay. Well, that, so that was a good go. tie in from part three, which are tip number three, right. knowing how you're going to go raise your kids. What's number four? Fourth on the is, list of things is, you should know. And I don't know if it's, this is four or five now, cause I lost track. It's four. But when you decide you're going to have a family and when you decide your financial, emotional, economic means, you should consider being in and around family. 
mm. right? Because family location. is a great resource. Well, the location, yeah, whether you're buying or renting, if you have a mother-in-law, father-in-law, mom, dad, aunt, grandmother, somebody that cares enough about you, hopefully is in your area. Right. If, if for no other reason, just to give you a break, an emotional break. Who right? was that emotional break for you guys? Oh, it was everybody. I mean, everybody. No uh, one person over the other? Mm, no, nah, I don't. So I think mom might answer that question differently. For me, everybody gave us a break. And, and the break was, for me, I, I got to like either stay at work later or go play golf or go do something else. Um, but at any given moment, there was always somebody that if we really needed it, it would be good to say, Hey, um, you know, know, mom's got to go to the dentist for herself, for herself. And I'm at work. Well, okay. This is another point, by the way, I want to come back to, which is probably the which probably the last point, which is location of your job to your family. Why are you going to spoil it for everybody? Oh, rewind that. We're going to bleep that out. Well, no, so so again, the point is family. Family God is all right, so so family is very valuable and invaluable in the sense that you can use them to give you you a break, even if it's watching watching your kid, the baby, or the kids, yeah, children for an hour or two hours while mom or dad goes and do something, or hey, mom and dad want to go out together and go get lunch or who, dinner. Who do you think mom? You said mom would have had a different opinion. Who do you think mom would have said? I think I think early on mom did it herself. I was going to say, you don't, you didn't, actually, have like, you didn't have too many people like really close to your no, vicinity. No, early on, mom did it herself. And, and well, that was the, that was the, role. that was the dynamic. That was the role. And I was at work. And, and then when I wasn't working, if I had an opportunity to go play golf or go play baseball, I was playing hard. I was playing fast pitch hardball at the time. Still, I was playing. What time? I, mean, I was 20 something years old. I mean, Still 20. Playing. Huh? Still playing. I was still playing and I stopped because it was, it was like, okay, now it's not fair. I'm yeah. playing baseball for hours, hanging out, coming home and, and Victoria's there and it's, she's Oof. an infant and that's not, that's not right. Screamer. So but those, those are some of the sacrifices. And there's some guys that would say, well, she knows what she signed up for. I always play baseball and I'm going to keep playing baseball. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Good for you. But I, somehow I feel like I want to, but it doesn't, it's not, it's, it's not worth it for yeah. me to race home, get there, and then knowing someone's waiting for you and they're not happy and it just creates this, it's not worth it. There's, you know, compromises. I love when grandma visited. Grandma? Grandma was great. Yeah. She'd let us do whatever we wanted. Oh. Well, grandma let us do whatever we wanted. She would, she would bring us food. Mama was great, but mom was on her ass. Oh. Like, mama was <laughs> a right. second mom. Well, that's what I mean. Is there and any- Papa was scary. Okay. Is there any one person- that refuses to stop being a parent than mama? Oh, mama was, mama 80, 80 whatever years old came the other day and was trying to parent me. Okay, so is there anyone, that's what I mean, you you can't turn it off. That's tough. And now you tend to appreciate that. It's a grandma, of course okay. you appreciate it. But can you imagine what that's like for Uncle Vin no. and Aunt Laura and your mom? They're like, okay, come on, take it easy. We're grown adults. We have families. We have children. Back off. No, no, no. That's how it is. And that's very relevant, in, especially in our Italian heritage. It's but I've, the way I've learned it a is. lot from mama. Yeah, I learned a lot from mama. See, that's where, again, we're all wired differently. 
she could tell me something and I may not agree with it, but I'm going to think about it. She may tell me something that hurt my yeah. feelings somewhere and insult my intelligence somehow. She doesn't mean it. I know she doesn't mean it. All she means is like, come on, like snap out of it. There's another way of doing this. Yeah. And she's done that my entire adult life. Different parenting styles for sure. Yeah. Which again, it's not always, doesn't always work, but it's, it, it is something you have to embrace and, and understand and put into a place that ultimately then you can pull from to either motivate you to do better as a, as a young person, as a child, or, you know, find some other value that, that comes out of you it. You also had, you had friends that would help out, right? Like growing, raising yeah. us, you know, like yep. even Jimmy, when he was in the house, oh yeah, he would act as a father. So, and, and in a great way, like we, he would, oh yeah, no, no doubt. Babysit us and, well, again, that goes back to, so with the location of your family, and friends in this case. Right. Yeah, there's definitely people that, you know, Uncle Steve would, would do what he could to help out. He would take me out and calm me down and remove stress from my life. And yeah. we go smoke a cigar. So he would help me that way. <laughs> That's Uncle Steve's contribution. Yes. And he helped out. I mean, he, he would take us out too. And then he would sleep over, even though it was late and he'd pass out sometimes and be on the couch. And it was good. So he helped. He, he loved a nice sleepover. If it when, was when we were, might have been in the shower, but he when was, he was, he was, when he was in between, he was in between those places of kind of needing a place and not knowing what, what his place was. Oh, he so was great. Um, he's another, he's going to be on the podcast soon, I think. Yeah. Ooh, can't wait to we'll get him back. I want to hear those. So, but, the, but the last part, the last. So, wait, so let me, let's just, oh, let's just wrap it up. First yeah. one, Dan, Dan's timing us out. You want a break? Okay. Let's take one quick break, Let's guys. go to a break and a break. Shopping for humans is hard. Shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark. Every month, we deliver toys and treats just for your dog. They deserve to be spoiled anyway. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. Whether it's our fun plush toys from BarkBox or our ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, we give your dog exactly what they want. For a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com slash iHeart. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. All right. 
And we are back. So I'm here with my son, John, and we're just finishing up uh, the few subjects, topics around um, starting and raising a family and things you need to be mindful of. And so we kind of kicked around several of them now. Let's, think, let's go through them. Number one was? Uh, number one was the alignment with your partner and understanding the size of your family. Right. Visualizing right. what you want to have as a family. Number two was understanding the financial commitment of right. this family. Number yep. three was understanding the emotional commitment yep. to this family. Number four was location of family yeah. and support. Yes. And the fifth and final tip before starting a family is, I believe, where your job is, where your location, location of employment of, of is job. relationship to your home. Okay. So- Listen, in an ideal world, if you live in a town and you can work in that town, that's gold. If you live in a town and your job is an hour and a half away, that's something to consider. Right. Be because you are not, if you're an hour and a half away, an hour away, you need notice to get back home to help if something happens, right? right. If there's a problem at school with, with your, your child and- Again, dynamics of the family are different. Does your wife work? Right. And you work, and are you both an hour away? Well, that's a logistical challenge. Yeah, you never showed up to school to with an issue. No, well, I didn't because mom was stay right. home. I'm just mom, thinking, right? Thinking so she here. would. Yeah. But I worked in the town. Yeah, just in case. And and I got to tell you, as a young person, considering all of that, that I had opportunities to work in the city. And I interviewed in the city and I saw myself, and this is where, again, I'm not suggesting I, I knew it all, saw it all, but I, you have to know yourself. I wasn't going to go into the city every day. And even though it was the highest paying job at the time, I told you I made $25,000 working for Colgate Palmolive in and around my backyard, driving around on my own leisure, right. knowing what I had to do, but I can come home anytime I wanted. I can go back out. I can work a weekend. I could, it was my own schedule right? Logistics close to home base. Yeah. The highest paying job I had offered at the time was $100,000 a year. Whoa. From the 25. Yeah. It's a big step up. To, to go and to sell insurance in the city. Wow. Every day. And I said, I'm not wired for that. I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be away from my home base. Yeah, the money's great, but I don't want to go into the city and struggle in and out and the variables of could it take, you know, 45 minutes one day and take an hour and a half the next? Absolutely. I hate it. Right. Well, so, you know, again, those those are things that you need to consider. And and likewise, again, when you think about your household, are both mom and dad working? Are both parents? Yeah. You know, father and father, mom and mom, however that dynamic of the family works. Are you both working? Well, someone should be close to home base. What about location of, of school? Like, wait, like, do well, you, did you care about like I, the education system? Yeah, I absolutely. I think that, yes, you care about the education system and the community and the town you live in. That's important. So, well, it is important because you're going to be paying taxes in a town, right? And like the town we grew up in, we made out, although you pay for every dime, you pay every dime towards it. We had four children go through the public school systems. That's and, great. and the school systems of, of Wayne Township were pretty good. Were they the best? 
to the ranking system of sorts? No. Was it the bottom of the bottom? No. But was it very respect, very respectful and have what we felt you know, our children needed by way of everything, by way of athletics, by way of extra community, uh, community involvement, by way of just the you know, overall credentials of the school and the education program? Yeah, it checked a lot of boxes. What's the number one New Jersey public school system? Joe, if you want to look that one up. Because so, I, I wonder if it is a North Jersey public school system. Like, I feel like we had pretty. Well, we do have. We have we, great I public mean, schools. Wayne Valley was not. Wayne, that, you know, that, it's uh, well, hold on. But it's funny. Difficult. It moved. It moved from when you went to school and when Joe and Diana went to school. We had changed. a lot of thugs. North thugs. Valley Regional High School. North Valley. Where's high school? Is that number one best school district in New Jersey? What North is Va- Northern Valley? Northern Valley. Okay, read, read some of the towns real quick. Just schools? rattle some. Any any up here? Like what's up? What's up here? Number two, Princeton Public Schools. Makes sense. Okay. Three, Milburn. Okay. Milburn Deli. West we should Windsor, go there. And then Ridgewood, number five. Okay, so Ridgewood, so, huh? So there right. are some right. So great school systems in the um, area. Public school systems. When you go private, private sounds out of the gate. A lot better. It's not necessarily always and the better. School, I, my buddy went to it's not a public, private school. He didn't learn shit. No. Well, again, it's not necessarily just because <laughs> you go private doesn't mean it's better. Right. right. Anyway, back to the reasons that when you find your place and where you're going to be planting your stake in the ground and it's going to be home base, all those things come into consideration. So where you work matters. Having to come home to give relief give coverage to just make it easier after work as your kids get older and they play sports six, eight, 10 years old, you want to be a coach or you just want to go watch the game. Well, if I'm in the city and my kid has a game at six o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, how am I making that? You won't. You may not. You may have to take a day off. I have a day. Everyone's again, things are a little different today because you know, it's the whole split work week thing. And oh, I'll work three days a week. I'll work, I'll stay home two days a week. And maybe you could time some of that around your children. Yeah, you, know, you could time some of that around your children, right? Your your work schedule. But when you think about it, you, you can't count on that either because the next thing that's going to happen as history repeats itself is there's going to be either a four solid day work week where everyone's got to be in the office we're back to five. Has to be. It's how how of productive are people right now with three days? I don't not. understand it. There's no way. They're 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 somewhat efficient, but when you're the boss paying the bills and you're looking at all the finer, you're like, well, wait a second, something's off there. I don't like I we don't have a traditional job, but like even with you editing stuff and like us working through problems and ideas, I want you here, like talking through different things and the lack of back and forth. It's just, I think it's the best. I mean, maybe we're in a creative space, so it's a little bit different. Like, we need this. I think on the flip side, I have, being at home, I could have focused work for five hours a day. Whereas if I was here, it'd be like I'd be working for an hour, and then you'd be like, oh, change that. And then it would be yeah, I'd, focused at that point. There almost needs to be, like, creative hours of, like, let's just discuss and ideate. And then, okay, for three hours, let you go do your own thing. But, like, that, but that environment, we should be around each other. Because how much... Do we go back and forth now? And then how much do we just kind of let things go that we know could have been better because we weren't together in the same room? And even like from a sales job or 
like company efficiency. I want to be fueled by the positive people around me and watching this dude work really hard. Now I got to work hard. If I'm sitting alone, I don't have, I have no metric of how hard this yeah. hard work is. Do, do you know when I was, when I first started in sales, you had to be in the office every day, but you couldn't come in before 3 p.m. 3 p.m.? Yeah, 3 p.m. What do you mean you couldn't come in before You 3 could not come in before 3 p.m. Because you had to be out on the road oh. working, cultivating, planting seeds, selling, and then you can come in the office. Now think about that. Now I come in the office at 3 because I'm allowed to. Am I leaving? No. Huh, I'm not leaving. You got to get and, something done. And everybody would do the same thing. Everyone was on a similar schedule. Everyone was in that boiler room, you know, pods, phones. When I, well, envision this. Envision a big conference room. Now, this is, again, before the cubicle thing was the commonplace work area. It was a big conference room with six telephones. Is that intimidating? And we all sat around the same table. Really? Dial yeah. Dial in, talking on top of one another. So when you were- Listening when, to each other, learning from wow. each other, sharing ideas and being like, and I'd hang up the phone, I'd listen to the other guy and he would say, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And I'm like, okay, good. Do, 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 do. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And, and likewise, and then that worked, that didn't work. Try something else. I mean, that's how you learn. You are stuck right. in your home, in your basement, and you think you're productive. Maybe you are. Maybe you're hurting your own- Career, you don't know how productive you could be, yeah, because you don't know, right? But it's it's like anything else, like you, you, you work, you got to work out and be around the best if you want to be the best. You go to the gym, when are, your, when are some of your best workouts? Oh, when you're with people that influence and inspire yeah. you to do yeah. better. Anybody that should say one more rep, yeah, one more set, that's it, a little deeper squat, a little further, as simple as that is. So, 100%. we're not talking about things that, um, aren't truly impactful and, and life-changing. This is what unfortunately today's world, professional business world is missing. It, it was there and COVID wiped it out, cleaned the slate, we've reset. And now here we are today in a whole different set of you know working conditions. But anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. No, so your location when you're raising a family matters. Yeah. Dan, do you have something to say or you want to chime in? You have the mic in your hand. No, I was just thinking. Oh, like, oh, okay. Jesus. And that'll wrap it up. That'll awesome. wrap it up. Holy shit! All right, so much Sorry, for no, 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 let, it up, let him talk. Go ahead. No, I was thinking like, yes, in that environment, it works because everyone's doing the same thing. But say you had three different people doing three different things. Now all of a sudden, I feel like your focus is divided because now they have a question about this and that. Whereas you through it, but you, again, there's no substitute for collaboration in a room. But typically. Energy industry sections of the office, right? Like if I'm sitting with the other marketers, right. we're all talking about marketing. If I'm sitting with the other salesmen or the executives, like I think, again, there is always room for improvement. And if you're alone, you don't really know what you're improving on. But that's right? why I think even like a two day in the office job is beneficial and maybe three days at home, just because now you could have that three days of focus work on what you're supposed to be doing. And then two days in the office. Well, but, you, but here, here's the thing, you think, you get stuff done on your own, right? right yeah. There are plenty of people that don't, right? And they need that motivation from other people. Yeah, I guess. But you may think you get a lot done. You may be around somebody that really gets a lot done. You're like, holy fuck. Or, or you may be making the same mistakes over and over and over again. You, you don't even realize it because no one's there to say, whoa, whoa, what are you doing it that way for? Have you thought of it this way? There are those who sit in their pods, in their basement, in their units that say, 
I'm the most efficient, best version of myself. I am super creative and I am the I am, I am. Okay, maybe, maybe you are, but there is no substitution for a creative human element. That's why artificial intelligence is so valuable, yet there's no substitution for that human emotion and that component, right? That's a tough one. Yeah. And they're, they're two separate things. And we've talked about it um, a few different times over, but I would say to you, and I, I said this to you, it's called working in a silo. When you work, you know what a silo is? So a silo is on the farms, they go straight up. And in that silo is, is grain. That's all that's in there. Well, the grain isn't worth anything until you take it out and you cohabitate it with something else to make it something. You, you as a, a person who is the most creative, you, you can't keep these ideas in a silo. They have to be pulled out and, and, and utilized in a creative way or in a manageable way with other people so that then it has a life, mm. right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely interesting. And I think I've never seen anybody that's like super, super excelled alone. It, it's very hard for them to sit in their silo because you need inspiration from other people. Absolutely. To break through whatever wall yeah. you may think you're doing. Like even me going on different podcast setups, I'm like, holy shit, they did this with their cameras or this with their lighting. Like there's little things you can always be learning and you don't know until you get out there. Like there's only so much time you have to do certain things like in this world or in your life. Yeah. So if you're sitting there pacing it out, doing it on your own, yeah, you may get to like step 10, but you could have hyper growth and to a step 100 by just learning from other people. Well, and you're also going to learn that, you know, what you can do is limited. What you can accomplish through others is limitless. So when you have other people on your team and you can yeah, delegate I mean, and you can say, I'm going to take the first three steps. You're going to take the second three. You're going to, that's delegation. That's multiplying your skill set and your abilities. And, and that in itself is where creativity meets product productivity location definitely well location matters because it depends on the industry like if you're in an area that's conducive for whatever you're doing then you're better off than living somewhere that's like completely opposite like if you're in an area that like has no familiarity with content creation or podcasting mm -hmm. and people around you are like what the fuck are you doing you're now discouraged you're not learning from anybody you're not inspired whereas if you're in an area like like this this is a great area uh, i not I honestly I don't think this is a great area. Well, I don't mean your apartment. I mean this area. No, you, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, I don't think it's a great area. Like no? LA would be a fantastic area because now LA would be a great and terrible area because now you're competing, but you also live, and I would assume you would know, you live with this constant competitive mindset where it's like you can't do good enough and everybody hates on you for doing what you're doing, but it's also very familiar. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. Do you yeah. think this area is good for I think if for my career alone, if I lived over there, I'd be doing way better. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. You'd have more opportunities. And you have, yeah, you have, that is like podcast hub. Right. Like look at uh, Under the Influence. They've been able to grab everybody. That, and they could go to everybody That's else. the thing too. Like yeah. even from a guest standpoint, yeah. not only are you having like, the guests here, not that they're limited, it's so common yeah. over there. Like, hey, yeah. so-and-so, you want to hop on the podcast? Yeah, sure. Exactly. And they're 10 minutes down the road and not, we have to wait for them to get here. All right, but we have New York City but, right here. I mean, But New York City you, is you, not you that- tapped into it, that's all. New York City isn't, from a creative standpoint, No, but the hub. Okay, but- If New I was York in a City. financial, if I, was, yeah. if I was a financial advisor or in investment banking, then yes, this is the perfect area. I think this is a great area to learn and be inspired by hardworking individuals that know how to make money 
for sure. Like there's people around here that I walk and I'm like, man, I thought I was doing well, but that dude, just the way he looks and the way he speaks and the way he invests his time and his energy, I need to be doing more of that. Okay. I mean, but there's people in LA that say, I got to get to New York because New York's yeah. where it's at. Right. I think well, it used okay. to be it's- more equal before. And now everybody's moved to the West. I think people have moved because their political preferences are different, right? Well, that's there, there, yeah. There's definitely a divide from the East to the West Coast. Yeah. And then there's everything in between. We, we know that. There's a divide sometimes even just going, um, those who transplant down to Florida on the East well, that Coast. Too. I mean, there's people a difference. People the, those economic influences and political influences have a way of filtering and trickling down into your community, right? In your environment. Yeah. I mean, that also does tie into where to start a family. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, p- p- political. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I love the area we live in. I mean, I'm yeah. 10 minutes from New York City. I could get to a beach in 50 minutes. Yeah. I can get to suburbia relatively easy. I get to a park and nature and yeah. hiking. Show. There's so much you yeah. can do from this one area. So I'm very happy with the location right, so you what, select. So when are you starting a family? And what's uh, what's her name? Let's go. This is the announcement. Maybe his, maybe his name. Don't be uh, judgmental. Oh, I um, well, I thought you said you had a lady friend. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, no, I have no. Honestly, yeah, there's no no lady friend. I think I'll know when the, when it's time. I don't think I'm ready for that type of. I think we're. I think again, like you said, this is very unorthodox. Yeah. I'm birthing and raising this, and this is taking so much of my time and energy because we have to be. No, you should hands on, twenty four seven, creative, and yeah. No, this know. is the time to do it. This yeah. is the time to take risks. This is the time to do it. So, well, thank you for that. That You're was welcome. that was a great episode, Dad. Thank you for sharing your wisdom um, with the audience. As always, guys, like, subscribe, share this episode with a friend. But that's it for today. Awesome. Peace. Thank you. No one likes to talk about money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hi, I'm Wes Moore, Democratic Governor of Maryland. And I'm Jack Coburn, Republican Mayor of the town of Lonacone. Our different backgrounds and experiences mean we do a lot of things differently. But we can have our differences without being divisive or hateful. We can listen to the other side, ask questions, have important conversations. In the end, we might not be as far apart as we thought. Together, we can disagree better. A message from the National Governors Association.